Welcome back to Seen It Before. We're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and we got the newest Scorsese movie this week. Scorsese. And we got a lot to talk about, so we're going to make this intro as short as possible. Kill is the Flower Moon. We got Cameron. Hello, Cameron. Yo, it's Cameron. How we doing? We got Cameron remote. <laughs> yes, yes. You guys have been uh, complaining about my overall hygiene, and I'm taking that to note. Thank you guys for the critiques. Um, so, yeah, yeah yes. we're going to be virtual today. Yes. No, he is actually at a film festival all week. So, yeah. uh, up here in uh, upstate New York. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, how how is it so far, Cameron? Yeah. So, um, when it was first announced, I immediately read the book, um, written by David Gran, and it was fascinating, horrible, but um, a real page turner. I just kind of inhaled it. So, I, w- what the book really focuses on is, I mean, you definitely get the Ernest Burkhart, the Leo Cap- DiCaprio, and Lily Gladstone character for a while of it. But the second half is really the Jesse Plemons show. It's all him. Oh. And it's like far more interested in the FBI proceedings. And it's great. And it's really interesting. Like he literally gets like, um, he eventually becomes like a, a prison warden. And um, there's like a jailbreak and the prisoners take him out in the middle of nowhere and leave him for dead. So like Jesse Plemons' oh. character has like the revenant happen to him. Oh. And it takes up like five <laughs> pages of the book. That's like how insane oh. this man's life is. Jesus. Wow. So I didn't really know what I was expecting going into it. I mean, of course, the three and a half hour runtime was warranted because there was so much to get through. Yeah. And um, oh, without further no, no, ado, please. I was going to say, let's get to it. Uh, so, so lots of bad things happen. Lots of uh, bad things. Leonardo DiCaprio uh, plays another despicable person. Dude, he's getting typecast <laughs> in these roles. Yeah, I swear. Specifically only Scorsese movies, though. Because, like, yeah. say what you will about him in uh, Aviator. He's, like, the main character, and you kind of feel bad for him. He's kind of a dick in that. So that was, like, the start of it. I haven't seen that one. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. Terrible human being. Oh. Uh, and now this one, probably the worst one yet. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, what he, he does on a personal level I, <laughs> to, to his wife. The way the it, it's edited, it's just, like, his character gets there. It's like... Oh, let's. You, you need to find a wife, okay? I love I'm her. Find, I, I love her. I, I love can't her, tell man. if I believe I'm him. I'm gonna though. kill for her. I love her, but then she's gonna die. <laughs> but I'm gonna like, kill her for just, her oil money. I want her money. I will yeah. say. Oh my god! At least in Leo's previous roles, he had some form of intelligence. Here, <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. Just like the biggest moron. Yeah, yeah. He gets yeah. pushed around every which way. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, and, but now let's talk about Lily Gladstone. Holy shit, mm. dude! Breakout performance of the year, I Very, think. very good. My God, she was good. Yeah. Like, every yeah. second she was on screen, she told, she stole it. The script asks a lot from her. She's, yes. like, pushed around. She's poisoned. She's on her deathbed. She mm-hmm. still has to be stoic in the beginning. And we still... I feel like she does a really good job at selling us on liking Leo. Because when you first look at him, you're like, no one's going to fall in love with that guy. But then... You kind of understand why she's attracted to him, right? Do we agree? Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, he, <laughs> I think he looks his worst in this movie. Oh my <laughs> Specifically god! Specifically with the dentures they gave him right in the beginning oh to make him look not like Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. his teeth look fucking gross, <laughs> yeah, dude. Weird. And then, um, then I noticed that went away later on because you know, obviously, he's getting the money and getting rich. And yeah, um, but yeah, like this movie is very much just like another Scorsese movie where like they show the with more the uh, humble beginnings, the rise, then the fall. You know, like political like, undertones in this one. Yeah, well, yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it is kind of an interesting. Like, I didn't, I never, I didn't knew nothing about this area of of the history. I, uh, I just knew that, like, you know, I thought it was like Manifest Destiny or the Trail of Tears. I thought, you know, that's what happened. Mm. But this I, is a whole other thing. Yeah, like, I knew about the Osha, oh, the Osage thing and what happened there with them, but I didn't know the extent of it. And this movie kind mm. of like explored that. And yeah. I think did a really good job of explaining what happened. And, and it reminded that. me a lot about Parasite, if that makes sense. Like, In what um, way? Um, the the have nots um, infiltrating the haves, uh-huh. and you know trying to take their wealth. And stuff. Uh, th- these ones, you know, in in this story, they sort of yeah. succeed so a little bit rich. halfway. So theirs is more eat the rich. This one's more like this one's just like yeah, diabolical, just or the ways the way they <laughs> yes. do it. It's just yeah. like you know what I mean. Yeah, 
Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Let's get to him now. It's oh also, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, well, he, another great performance from Robert De Niro, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's Robert De Niro. Uh, plays another bad guy, uh, the, the, the king, literally the king. Uh, yeah, I mean, he is, it's like all of like the worst parts of capitalism just in one person. Mm-hmm. And like, you know. Let's not take uh, he's also supposed to be a 45 year old man in this movie no there's no fucking way <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah when, when that whole bit at the end where like he died at 87 i'm like was he not already 85 no, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> he was 45 in the book apparently yeah okay well yeah. i get it marty and robert they want to you know they they work and, well and, and, and yeah. work well i feel like scorsese's doing a really good job of, like weaponizing Gennaro in this movie because we he has built up goodwill over the past 50 years of working with yes. him. And, you know, when we first meet him, he does have that kind of, like, nice grandpa energy where it's like, oh, well, you know, sit down, <laughs> have a drink and all this. But, like, just slowly the layers start to chip away until we get to that awesome scene. Um, is it in a bank? I, I don't remember what the location is. Oh, but, um, yeah, the, the, spanking, the spanking scene? Yeah. The spanking scene. The oh. spanking scene. Oh, that was, like... That was way past what the far like so like when I first like oh he's a bad guy <laughs> so like pretty much the scene after uh, they introduce him where he's like you know where he says uh, I um what is it the the Osage or uh, they're uh, very beautiful people or whatever and then it just cuts mm-hmm. to like a a guy dying from like poisoning or something and I'm like yeah oh so this is what this is I didn't know I didn't quite know what that meant at the time because mm-hmm. I'm like oh is he yeah, like you're still putting together the pieces there at that yeah point. yeah but then I then when I heard started hearing like I think it was the point I don't know, there's a lot of just like point blank executions like well that <laughs> in this they, movie well that, <laughs> like they, shit they just started taking out this whole family like one by yeah. one each of them like it's they're par- uh, like they're parasites like that's you know if like the, if that movie didn't come out this would be that would be the best title for this mm-hmm. i think because like <laughs> right you know they're just hanging on to this they're infiltrating this you know regular family you know they they happen to hit good when we you know and like normally like um if you see this in like any other story if it wasn't like the the minority having the more money you'd obviously make the the rich people the the dick the dickheads so um maybe there's a little bias because i can't see them not having a little bit of tinge to that but like Mm. at the same time like the way that they take out this entire family is just like you have to like like it have no soul yeah like the to, to to systematically poison your wife yeah, and then marry another person in that family and try to do the same thing. In the fact again. that, like, okay, I'm just confused as to how, like, why, why did like, why did this community still allow pretty much like I would understand racism if this was the you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why, why did they not have kind of like a hard and fast rule of like no white people marrying? Well, because like, like because that seems to be the the common denominator, you know. Well, I mean, there's the whole thing in the beginning too, where like, oh, the the children are gonna have to learn to, yeah, you know, not be their native selves now, since like mm-hmm. they're all becoming. So they're trying to the, assimilate. The white people were coming in, yeah. The assimilation and the all that stuff was happening at that time, and they couldn't really do anything about it. So they can't. They, they, like, it's not like it is today, where there's all this mass media coverage of things. There wasn't that back. No, I know so that. Like, exactly. It's just like it's, well, we're still. I mean, I'm pretty sure this movie was partly made just to put more attention on the disappearing Native women in mm-hmm. was Alaska or something. Yeah, um, yeah somewhere in there. Well, I know, like the new season of Dexter really tried to hit on that, which like that was interesting. Like you know, and of course they spin it into like it's this one serial killer guy doing it. But you know, now that I've seen this movie, I'm like it could be the entire town. You know, which is just fucked up. The, like. And I feel like part of the problem that they do a really good job at acknowledging is that uh, William Hale's character, um, he was partially a sheriff in the town. So mm-hmm. the the person that was holding on to the keys of justice was corrupt to begin with. Mm. And I feel Damn. like that's that's Reason just to up. go back to the point of why mm-hmm. didn't they just close it off to begin with? No, that makes, yeah. So it happened for so long and then little by little they start eating away at the citizens of yeah. the town. So like it just happened mm-hmm. over time until it got too big. And for the, I guess the early days of the FBI to um, mm-hmm. explore. So I like that it was a little more nuanced. Cause like normally yeah. if this were in modern times, we're in modern movie making, yeah. <laughs> you would, there would be the, the tendency to make just all the white people, the evil people. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, like obviously 
that's that's what happens. That is exactly what happened. But at least you have like this like yeah. all, the entire FBI police force, um, and they don't call attention to it. That's what I like. Um, yeah. But like it's it's nuanced in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. else and when <laughs> they were in early drafts of the screenplay, apparently Scorsese and Eric Roth were the first draft was. Uh, kind of like what I was talking about the book, where it was mostly Tom White driven, Jesse Plemons's character driven, and then they were like, "But what's this whole other thing?" Yeah, there's a whole other story between him and uh, her. That's then they pivoted. I was mentioning this to um, one of our coworkers today, Mark, and I was talking like this movie could have been a TV show. I oh feel yeah, like they could have explored so much in that. They could have been a Disney more, Plus six episode. No, it could series. have been an Apple TV show because it's already an Apple original. Like, they're they, yeah, they're getting into movies. Like now. they could have done like instead of a three and a half hour movie, they could have made done like an eight hour series out of this, and they could have gotten more stuff into it, explored more elements. And yeah, it's Scorsese though. It is Scorsese. That is. Yeah, I think the only TV show yes. he dabbled in was Vinyl, and that didn't and do the, well. Boardwalk Empire. Oh yeah, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That, that's just um, so I, I need to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, I feel like the the big thing with this and the Irishman for me is that the reason why I love that they're movies is because I think this is something you talked about when he did the Irishman, is that it's an accumulation of detail. You you feel everything slowly build up over the course, and by the end you feel like you you really have gone on a journey. And I think that's also partially why Scorsese had mentioned that he likes Bo is afraid. I think Bo's afraid. Yes, yeah, we, we were talking about that before. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know what to make of that movie. There, there are a few things that I think are just kind of like thrown in there. Like, like I got it, you know. Especially the 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 it, almost the, the what's her name? Um, the uh, Molly's older sister. Oh, um, her when Anna. her death, Anna. Anna we yeah. didn't we didn't need to see that. We, I got the context from the from his court, yeah, and no. from his from his testimony. Like, I didn't need to see like this weird flashback of like uh, Molly putting uh, the uh, Byron to bed, and then you know I didn't mm. need to see that. Like that made that was kind of jarring to me because like also I was confused as to where Molly's headspace was after he was arrested, because or after, even after she like got better, you know she's like because like. First thing in my head would be like, was my husband poisoning me? There's these random murders of all these, you know, all my sisters uh, mysteriously poisoning. Uh, and I was sick for unexplainably for how long. And then I went to a real doctor without my husband for like two days and I was fine. Mm-hmm. So gears would be spinning in my head, but then she's still like hugging him and kissing him. Like, <sighs> you know, I would at least be suspicious. I know. I'm sure she was, but like. Above all, I mean that's her husband. She wouldn't think that yeah. he'd be. I mean, she, no, she doesn't want it to be exactly. true. She doesn't want. To <laughs> is that? I, the, I don't um, know. It just seems in like the um, Directors Guild of America discussion between Scorsese and um, Ty West, they talked about how when um, Scorsese went to visit Oklahoma before production started, um, they had a big town hall where he heard from a lot of people who lived there, and one of them was um, a Burkhart descendant, and oh. she said what I really want people to remember is that Molly loved Ernest. And I think that's very important to the story. I think it's the problem with love is that it can blind you at some point. Yep. Okay. So if that's the case and if that that's true, I don't think the point was gotten, or at least from Molly's perspective was gotten across because mm-hmm. I'm, I would, you know, I'm just seeing from because I, I don't really know much of the movie from her perspective is mostly earnest uh and i'm just seeing her just being like my sisters keep dying my mom's dead my child's dead um you know and i didn't really see them i didn't see too much love there um mm-hmm. maybe that's the chemistry between the actors maybe that's directing i don't really know um it's the writing maybe yeah the uh there's a few downsides, you know, aside from the runtime, you could cut, cut a few things out, but, uh, there was one very clear day for night scene huh. that was very bad. It was when, um, I think his name's Charlie, where, one? He, where he got shot right in the oil fields. Oh yes. yeah. One of those. That one. I'm like, that's, yeah. that was shot in the day. They put a crappy filter on him. Like Scorsese, you're better than this, man. Yeah. It's probably a reshoot. It could have been a reshoot. Yeah. Also, um, the yeah. sound, the sound, whatever mics they were using, it must've been like a really vibration heavy uh courtroom mm, in the court when, yep. when we introduce brendan frazier like 
what is going on with the sound there? That just sounds awful. I agreed yeah. with that. I, I got, I was like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I was like, you yeah, know, I saw it in IMAX head. and I definitely noticed it. Yeah, no, I did too. I saw it IMAX. Uh, just regular. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't know if that was just IMAX specific, but since Danny, you bring it up. Yeah, yeah I think, well, it, I, I'm pretty sure that's just the reason because I've been in the courtroom. It's super echoey, you know, yeah. just dealing mm -hmm. with this, you know, with, <laughs> you know what I mean? And speaking was that of the IMAX, DUI or what was that, Danny? <laughs> the what? Is that the DUI? The DUI? Is that what it was? Or why were you in the court? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it took a that's a story for another time. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, yeah, no, I seeing it in IMAX. I don't think I needed to see it in IMAX. <laughs> I, I was expecting a lot more, like you know, like a war scene. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting more stuff like that, and that would have been really cool to see in IMAX. But I think I, I think, think it, it just needed. got the IMAX treatment just because it's Scorsese, and because well, nothing's playing, and they got did this get moved up too? To get IMAX I screens, so. I think it got moved up a few weeks. Yeah, I think to it get got away moved from the away Marvels. From, uh, the Marvels. Yep, yep. <laughs> that one gets the screens too. Oh, and Dune because Dune was going to get it too. Uh, but, uh, right, we were robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I should this be watching was, that next month, man. Yeah, Would have been. Um, anyway, since we mentioned the courtroom, should we talk about Brendan Fraser? Yeah, uh, we, uh, we haven't really <laughs> talked about Jesse Plemons yet, though. We haven't really talked oh, about his character. Yeah. So let, let's talk about well, Jesse Plemons. He's he was he just plays another Jesse Plemons. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, just, like, he's super fine. quiet and stern. The problem is, like you said, when they wrote the first draft of the script, it was very heavy with him in this movie. Correct? Yeah. He doesn't come into the third hour. <laughs> I at this point, I don't think he was really needed. He was just kind of there. I don't think he was like he was hyped up in the trailers, but he wasn't. Oh, he was really. I big part there was nothing i liked him he was fine yeah no he was fine he, exactly he was just fine yeah, yeah he wasn't really there yeah it was like brendan, it, with brendan fraser brendan fraser being there was just like oh like oh we got him well cool. that, that's yeah. good he's getting work again yeah. that's, that's although the big thing. i think it was a little too soon for him to be playing a villain you know what i mean just the fact that like well, he, he was, was blacklisted play, he was gonna play firefly or that uh the villain the batman villain in uh the background Batgirl. Movie. he was gonna play the villain in that yeah, but that's different. It's like, oh, it's a comic book. Scene. This is a real life person who was a despicable human being. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is somebody I, I can be like, fuck yeah, that guy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, but you know, like, I like, I loved him in the whale. I'm just like, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie? Is it Charlie in that? In this Charlie? movie? Uh, in uh, the whale. No, in the oh, whale. Oh, in the whale. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, buddy. You know, yeah. I feel for you, man. You know, I'm, I'm on your side. And he's like, you're, you need to save your stupid uncle because he's saving you. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> oh, don't say boy. that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's, he's, he's actually, I liked him a lot in this. No, yeah, he was good. There's some people on Twitter that are wrong and say that he's uh, just overperforming. I don't think so. I think that's. I don't think so either. He's a bit Shakespearean, yeah. but that's like, that's like the, the thing. That's it's like, you know, I, vibe, yeah, I felt man. it, you know, yeah. in my heart. For sure. For in sure. my soul. And and also he, yeah. he provides a very good counterpoint to John Lithgow, who I feel like is out of like a To Kill a Mockingbird story or something. Yeah, <laughs> black white hair, and he's like, mm, yes. I miss seeing him in stuff. He's older yeah. now too. He's I like can't, I can't not see him as the Trinity Killer. Oh God, I love him. He's fucking good. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, um, he's and then I want to talk about. Up. All right, I don't know what the. I don't really know the actor too well, but the guy who played Black, he just kept getting fucked over in this movie. This Dude, poor yeah. guy. This poor oh guy. <laughs> just easily taken advantage of by Ernest, and it's just like, oh, yeah. Blackie. <laughs> you got arrested once. I want and you then to steal my car <laughs> for the insurance. <laughs> I mean, although in Leo's defense, he was right. It wasn't on him for getting caught for stealing the car. <laughs> true. <laughs> you know I mean? true, true, true. Like, he shouldn't have just, you know. And then um, I felt bad for the other guy, the mustache guy. Uh, the one who killed uh, Henry, um, drinking buddy, his drinking buddy, the, oh, the yeah, melancholy yeah. guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I felt, the, I felt bad for that guy. Yeah, it's like he didn't want to do it. He made, he made a very big mistake. He should s serve some time. But like, I can understand. He's in a tough spot. All right, you know. <laughs> Any other characters you guys want to talk about before we get into the actual plot of the story, the meat? Mm. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Lizzie Q. The, mm -hmm. the yeah, she was cool. The whole family, she was phenomenal. She was. Yeah, she's like Especially, yeah. <laughs> she she knew she was completely right. She's like these fucking white people. Yeah, <laughs> just like they're, you know, yeah. So like, why didn't she have more like protest more when um all all her daughters married white men? I'm surprised that not a single well, hair is with another do? Native American. 
she well, can she just, can, you know, my grandmother fucking bitches about people, and you know, she That's goes your, at it, man. Yeah, but like, there's some battles are better left, you know. Let's say all of them. Uh, I know. <laughs> like, I, is is was that the case? Was that like history? Was that like like every so. every native woman just ended up with a white guy? Well, not everyone was gonna kill her. I don't think every one of them, but like that family for sure, like Ernest's family. And yeah. man, they, they really they really played yeah. them hard, man. Mm-hmm. They did. Well, actually, I do want to talk about those first ten minutes. I really like how everything gets established with yeah. that um, kind of tribal uh, ritual that happens. Yep. I think it's really important to start the movie there because we're grounding the narrative in some kind of, you know, cultural context. And then you have that awesome, awesome slow motion shot of the native Americans in the oil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Rodrigo Prieto right there. Yeah. 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 Great, great DP. I mean, Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, critics I love, Adam Naiman, he said, um, he started connecting this and there will be blood of it. Oh yeah, because for sure. Yeah. We do have the same production designer, Jack Fisk, but, um, mm-hmm. and there definitely was blood. There was yeah, blood. That there was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, in that one, like, uh, wait, there's like a whole like 15 minute scene of him like uh, dragging himself back after he gets out of a mine, right? Or he falls down and breaks his leg. Yeah. yeah in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's pretty good. And then we have that black and white newsreel footage, which I think establishes one of the big motifs in the movie, which is media and storytelling. Yeah. yeah. And how it was so controlled by white people and people of a certain privilege you know you have all those hucksters being like hey come on take a port i'll take a portrait for you only you know five hundred dollars oh that's a good price right guys five hundred jesus who's in control of the narrative and then the way that in the present day yeah sure martin square says he's still telling the story he's a white guy and i think that's Mm. also partially why the story is told from Ernest's perspective because i feel like if scorsese told it from molly's perspective I think it'd be a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because then people be like, why is that white guy telling a Native American story? Mm-hmm. Which I think we mm-hmm. even kind of saw that on Twitter. There was somebody who was like, I feel like Taika Waititi should have done it because, you know, he's part of... That's the shit I hate. That's the shit I hate. If you have a good story and like, just like it, it's, it's called like, sure, you're going to have it through your lens, but you can do your best to interview people who are of that like i feel like he got a lot of stuff right i didn't know about the apples on the coffins i didn't know about the all the The different i feel like they're yeah the owl i feel like they're all the the women are always wrapped in like a ceremonial blankets that seems like a like a a thing that would be that would happen i don't know for sure but you know it seems like like that's such a specific fact that he would include in that it was that it wouldn't be true so i feel like he's done his research um and i think you know like I just don't see a problem with that. You're you're no. you're making a movie and telling the story. Mm-hmm. People shouldn't just be upset about that. That's a, you know and they just want to be mad about something. People are always going to be upset about something. Admitting that. Mm-hmm. I mean, can we just quickly talk about those last fifteen minutes? Because for me, that's probably the most daring stuff he's ever done as a filmmaker. Yeah. I, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it phenomenal. Oh, the teleplay thing. The teleplay thing. Yeah. That was a the fun. That was genius. That was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Um, mm. It caught me off guard at first. I was like, oh, this is a cool way of doing it. I didn't expect this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I... I guess, the, well, so the teleplay part, um, I, I'm i thinking like, okay, you want to be original. You don't want to just have a, you know, the standard text on screen. This is what happened after, you know, it's a little nicer. Um, I think when he gets on stage, that's where it becomes a little too self-indulgent. I think it's... Yeah self-flagellating in a way i think he's admitting that he's been part of a a system that has you know i mean hollywood has suppressed indigenous voices they've i mean they've suppressed plenty of people yeah in favor of more straightforward storytelling and i think the when he shows up at the end he says yeah you know what i've kind of been a part of the problem and i'm trying to listen and i'm trying to grow and i found that to be very mature of him to kind of you know step up the the plate and kind of admit you know hey i'm a part of this pageantry i'm a part i'm just a a white guy spouting off the facts i'm trying to do it in a respectful way but um and i i I don't know i found that to be very moving (laughs) he's like hey it's me i'm the problem yes (laughs) well i mean it's just play taylor swift in the background (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm not editing that in there (laughs) i'm not doing that (laughs) um but yeah so it's 
it, it's very creative and I think it just kind of wraps up the movie very nicely and then there's the whole you know drum circle at the end that was really yeah. well done well choreographed I mean it had to be well choreographed it's just damn yeah just solid just solid um I mean the rest of the movie I think is more um, no, we're gonna talk about the rest of the movie don't worry it's like <laughs> so I mean it's just hard to explain like uh I, I mean, that's just a sign of how well of a filmmaker Scorsese is because I, I've felt for Leo through most of it, but and then I could like I was doing this thing where I was like separating like his two lives for a little bit. Yeah. Where like when I saw the flashbacks of him beating the shit out of that private investigator, oh my god, I was like, oh. I'm like, oh, he, like he's personally doing this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like he, the, you know, like uh, uh, what's his face, Robert? You know, just had guys wherever wherever he was it's him he's the problem he's the problem it's him mm-hmm. yep yeah and uh i would have liked to see more comeuppance for robert mm-hmm. de niro maybe and maybe replace those scenes of yeah, his, he the got gratuitous early, killing he got of, early too which is oh yeah yeah, yeah. good behavior mm-hmm. also uh is uh what's his face uh the guy who played byron is he just like hell-bent on playing some of the worst people in cinematic oh. history because <laughs> he was the guy from Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, him too. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's just, yeah. Yeah. The, the violence in the movie is great. It's matter of fact. It's so, it is. It's so heartless, yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of connects it to the Irishman in some ways, the way that the, the camera is just locked down. Whereas mm-hmm. I, I, I'm always thinking of th- this violence in comparison to like Goodfellas when Joe Pesci shoots Sam Jackson. Whoa, spoilers, spoilers, whoa. That was his first role, I think, too. For a movie that's 33 years old. (laughs) I haven't seen it. (laughs) Oh, you... Yeah, so you can... I had this conversation at work today, too. I didn't... I haven't seen it. Have seen Goodfellas, bro? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, you know what? I don't feel bad. That's on you, Dan. You shouldn't have seen it right now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's okay. Anyway, keep going. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. so like in, in Goodfellas, you know, you have that awesome low angle shot of Joe Pesci with a gun and it's slow motion and you've got the bells of St. Mary playing in the background and it's, it's like objectively a beautiful piece of filmmaking for a, a violent moment. Whereas now it's just lock the camera down, boom, you blink and a life is gone. It's yep. very sobering. <laughs> Little did we know that motherfucker is back with some, with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> With an entire thirty-three year career from there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I there's another. What was the scene I want to talk about? Um, the the house scene where they're all running around the house and everything. Like after they had their first kid, like they did that really well. Like they, you know, the camera's going through the house and seeing all the dysfunction and everything. And um, then I don't think I remember that. I remember the fight that or that almost happened. Where uh, Anna comes in. Oh, no, it's that same, that scene. It's that same, okay. it's that same it's that scene. scene. It's just the very beginning of that scene. Oh, uh, I didn't yeah. even notice that was one shot. Yeah, no, I think it was one shot, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. More of it yeah, yeah. Uh, circling around the uh, yeah, lower yeah. house level. Yeah. Which, of yeah, course, yeah. you know, you're kind of referencing Goodfellas in that way. Long take and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Wait. <laughs> I remember PTA doing it a little better, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really like the way that whole scene played out and this, the way... Um, yeah, as saying the the whole drunk scene, like she comes in drunk and yeah. it's just like, oh, everyone's boy. really drunk, and I think I can understand well, why. You understand why she is because she's like, oh, you're gonna kill me. What are you yeah, yeah, so it's gonna, like, but the yeah, it's so that's the thing I just don't understand. She, it's know. like she knew, and she knew as it was happening because I don't think she was joking. She's like, you're gonna kill me, mm-hmm. you're gonna kill me, and then they do it. It's like, why did you not? Like I'm thinking, like what's she human gonna, human survival what's she here. Do about it. Fight back a little bit. A try. She's, she's fucking drunk, bro. She wasn't gonna win. Like, but I, I just don't understand. Like, I get it. They're all they're you're you're surrounded, but it's like you can. There's still the like the community of Native Americans in like you know because they had that meeting. And sure, like the again, no one's gonna believe them because the sheriff. I mean, is, they'll believe each other. Yeah, they will. But what are they gonna do about it? I don't fucking know, but yeah, it's like, it, <sighs> I don't know. Maybe we, maybe I'm just not, situation. maybe there was context that I'm, I'm missing from like the years and years of like them actually 
responding to this how like I think people would normal people would respond to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, I just didn't get that. You know, so I'm just, so I'm just confused watching the whole movie. Like you're just giving up. Like, like it's, it's happening in that moment, and you're not doing anything. And I just don't like on a basic human level. I think everybody would at least fight back a little bit. But I don't know. Yeah. Cameron, I think that's why she drunkenly confronts him. In my opinion, I think that's the only way she can speak up. Sadly, I think. How do they? Wh- and also, like, is it stated or like how when when they decide to do that? When the, you know when. Like because Byron's just like it's time to take her home. I'm like, why though? Like, mm. when did you come up with that idea? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just always been in their back pocket. Like, is she and becoming like, well, a problem? Yeah. I think so. I, I think I think there was, I think there was just always a plan. It, it feels like it feels inevitable, which is horrible. But that's what it feels like. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, that's the terrible part about this movie. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. God. Although I am glad that, like, they were able to do something. They were able to go up to J. Edgar Hoover, and he wasn't a total asshole for once. <laughs> you know? Oh, they got the actually, Coolidge. Um, this, is, this is what's interesting. Um, in real life, uh, Molly never went to Washington. Oh, it was it, it was just it was just that uh, group of delegates that went out to Washington and um, they I think they were murdered, but they did speak to Hoover by themselves. But Molly had never left the reservation. So that's a very nice, like small little way that the movie does grant her some agency. And I thought that was a very smart thing to do. Hmm. I also noticed it was interesting um, that when she shakes Coolidge's hand, um, he like he, she, she tells, she gave him like this, like heartfelt, like people are dying. We need your help. Please yeah. do anything. Uh, and he's just like, thank you, thank you for coming, thank you. And so in that moment, you're thinking, oh, he's not going to do shit. They're still going to be in this mm-hmm. situation. But then luckily, you know, Jesse Plemons comes in, and then like, I can't tell you like the breath of fresh air I felt <laughs> when he came. Like, like, oh my god, thanks. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> wasn't it like the FBI's first case. I'm pretty sure. This yeah, was, it was newly yeah. established. Like, yeah, they didn't even say like, the federal bureau. The FBI was just Bureau of Investigation. Yeah, yeah this is their first case. I'm pretty sure. Damn. The size. Yeah, the um, the subtitle of David Grand's book is um, uh, the birth of the FBI. So this is yeah, you're right, Dan. Makes yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Some crazy Damn. stuff, man. Um, then I was looking at. I saw another trivia fact in here, and I can't remember what it was. So. Um, why don't we talk music? Yeah, yeah, yeah you guys do that. You should Love have him queued up. Hmm? You should have him queued up. I didn't have time. Anyway, <laughs> the score is great. Uh, Robbie Robertson, former front leader of the band, who passed away in August. Uh, this is his final work. The instrumental score I think is great, using some kind of blues guitars. We've got some bass going on. We still have some integration of uh, some native music. I, I really like the score here. It's, it's something that I have been listening to a lot, but um, yeah. I think it balances quite well. I actually didn't really notice it. I mean, that's probably a sign of a good score, though. It's just kind of you're mm. in the moment for it. Mm-hmm. One, <laughs> I hate to be negative, but <laughs> there is one song, I think, where they're doing the drag race or whatever, right when uh, Molly meets, mm. uh, where they had this screeching, like it was like a high pitched yell. And I'm just like, it was too, it was a really, really long. And I'm just like, ow, please stop. It was in the score? I think so. It was, a, it was part of the song or something. I think it was like a, okay. like a you know, but yeah, it was like, it was droning and it like, maybe it was my theater, but like, it really hurt my ears. Okay. So I wanted to circle back <laughs> to this idea of um, it not just being this one family that, you know, just fucked over all these um, Native Americans, but as Cameron could probably attest to this like it was a huge conspiracy involving hundreds of these people it wasn't just like this one family or anything. it was hundreds of families damn that got oh yeah they mentioned they're like though. they're down hundreds of people so yeah it, the scale of this was absolutely it just makes enormous. you wonder like how many i mean because like obviously the, the the disappearances of all like the teenage girls in alaska um that's still happening um, I honestly don't even know what that's about. It makes you wonder, like, is that is that what's going on? I haven't heard of this at all. Oh, really? This Alaska thing. I haven't heard about I've, this at all. Uh, I know it was a big thing in Wind River. Like, a, like the movie Wind River. Like, 
I mean, all, all my experience or knowledge of this is from movies because I, I don't. Mean, yeah, you know. You know, I'm in the news, but I don't pay attention to the news. Um, I do. <laughs> but uh, like Wind River talks, uh, hits on it. Um, Dexter, uh, this in a way um, does, you know. So there's, it's getting out there. Like I, I, I wasn't looking for it and now I know about it. And so I, like, I'm aware, you know, awareness works. You are woke, as some would say. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we talked about Blackie already. We've talked about um, Leo, the spanking scene. We haven't really yeah, talked. That was a weird scene. They could have cut that, I think. I, I really like <laughs> how they brought in the whole insulin thing because only a few people in the world could afford it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm sure that was part of the book. That's still the case. Like, but... wow, this is, like, this is, like, this went even deeper with the whole insulin thing. I was like, wow, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know the insulin thing was a, that big. Well, it wasn't big back then at all. Like, it was just basically unknown. So that was that was really cool to see that included, honestly. Yeah. Um, it was like the creation of it. And yeah. then, um, what was what was also, the second thing that he gave her? He was mixing it with. Oh yeah, what was that thing he was mixing it with? Do you, do I don't you know? remember no. if they said it. I don't really remember, and I don't think it was really clarified. But I love the doctors. The doctors were. So oh, yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, oh yeah! I know. I know the the guy with the black hair. Uh, not not the really old guy with the glasses, but he was in the Irishman. He was a judge, and also. I mostly remember him from It's Always Sunny when they move out to the suburbs. He's um, oh, Larry, always asking yep. Dennis, that's yep. a hot one, right, Dennis? Yeah, is it a hot one? Oh, my God. Ah! Yeah, yeah, it was like Mac and Dennis from the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a good one. Oh, God. Oh, the, uh, I don't know who what you call it. The, the I guess the supervisor, the guy who ha- who's in control of Molly's money. Um, mm-hmm. Is he the bank? I don't know. Uh, I always yeah, know him. Bank guy. He's the guy who gets killed by Anton Chigurh. I'm like, where do yes. I recognize this guy from? And he, because I, I notice this. I don't mean to, to be mean. He just kind of has like a, a dumbfounded look all the time. <laughs> so like, I'm just like, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that's where I recognize I don't know him his from. Name, yeah. But I, every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh, it's, it's him. It's the yeah. guy from No Country for Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> so also, uh, does anybody know the, uh, the, like, the context and the history of like, so she's like um, Molly, Kyle, uh, incompetent, zero two something mm. or whatever. Like that's her number. Um, yeah. well, I is that just that like scene. with the <laughs> Manifest Destiny thing, they, they moved them out, put them on this reservation and mm-hmm. took away their like their rights legally like that? Is that yeah, is that yeah, what that, happened? That, like they like essential, essentially mention it in the start. They don't go too much in depth with it, but the idea was is that essentially it was deemed that Native Americans, um, you know, they were they were too brutal or whatnot to responsibly handle money, so they were labeled as incompetent. So the the idea is you got to go to the banker, you got to say, well, I need this much money for meat, and then they can go, well, do you really need that much meat? And then they can, you know, it's just another petty yeah. way that the system can be just used a way to control them. People, yeah, exactly. That's not very American dreamish of you. No, no, it was not. But I think that's part of the movie is that it's exposing that that so much of America's institutions are built on rot and like just these horrible like walls that are put up between people who don't have and people that have. I'm also thinking uh, towards the end with the court stuff. Where William Hale and his uh, shitbag attorney can just maneuver the system and you know manipulate witnesses and everything, and well, what can everyone else do about it? Yeah. How much? Yeah. Also, there's that scene where, like, even like on a social level, where even even so, Molly loves Ernest. I don't know why, but <laughs> she does. Um, but even like in in like uh, an intimate moment when he's like explaining to her what's happening, she's like. It's like, oh, you're you're Indian. You don't understand this. Blah blah blah. Here's what's gonna happen. Sometimes people have to say do do one thing and mean another. Like that that works on so many. Like she's not an idiot. Like and they, I mean, they actually establish in the beginning of the movie that like just because they don't talk doesn't mean that they're not listening or they you know they don't know what they're talking about. You know that's just part of their culture. And I also like the like the um little bit of culture shock for for Leo where like uh where she's like the storm's outside we need to be quiet now because it's powerful yeah. like that's interesting fun little scene yeah but like that's the part where you're just like oh he actually is trying and like he's actually a yeah. good person at that point and then it just starts unraveling it's like oh my god he's a 
piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. I don't know where, I really don't know where his motivations, because I believe him when he says on, in court, when he says, like, I love my wife. Yes, yes. But he's so under the thumb of his uncle that, you know, and I think he, I mean, obviously he's a little bit racist, so. A little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, literally kills people. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, it, um, it'd be like that. Yeah, I mean, good job on Leo for like portraying that con- conflicted thing. Because he, I believe he loved her, but was still racist. And I think mm-hmm. that's like, you know, you can see that a lot in um, other movies too with, uh, you know. Also, oh shit, I just remember the the fucking KKK is just marching casually yes. uh, in the town. What the yep. fuck, bro? Yep. I thought that was 1940 whatever. Yep. Oh, 2020. Oh, is it 20s? Didn't yeah, they go for Yeah, it's not. When did the movie end? Like what year? Because they got older, like. It was like ten right. years in in the future. I, thought. I think it was all the twenties to thirties. Oh, okay. Yeah, but still, by then, like, mm-hmm. it would be wiped out. <laughs> yeah, you would think. I mean, shit. You even think of of stuff like Black Klansman, where you but know, dude, this is oh uh, right, right, yeah. in the seventies. You know, it's it, it's disgusting. Like, I think the biggest shock in the movie to me was like when her sister's house gets blown up. And I was like, oh I knew, God. I knew when Robert De Niro was like going by in the car and saying like, oh, we're going out of town for a little bit. I knew I was like, oh, what's going to happen? And oh, her yep. sister's dead. <laughs> yeah, yep. that was like, oh my God. Like Leo was very, he seemed very surprised by that. Like he didn't know that was going to happen. I don't think mm. like he didn't think like he knew something was happening, but he didn't know that was going to happen. He, he did a very good job yeah. portraying that. Cause he was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, well, uh-oh. I think <laughs> the, somebody said too much dynamite because um, that, that one, was De- AC, no, AC, whatever. Yep, De Niro. Said yeah, that. He's like, sure. yeah, he's like, oh, like, we, we fucked up. Dude. What are you going to do? <laughs> he said that right in the open, too. <laughs> um, like, oh. <laughs> I do like that uh, this movie is uh, almost mirrors Goodfellas, but just on like a really stretched mm-hmm. out view because you have the establishment of the main character like uh, – with, you know, getting involved in the situation. Then you see the rise of him, you know, getting in, in the family and kind of what he's doing and stuff. Then shit hits the fan with the with the dynamite in the house. Um, and then to cover their tracks, much like the killing Sam Jackson scene, uh, you know, they got to kill all the, you know, cut all the loose ends and stuff. They kill AC, the bomber guy. Then they frame uh, Blackie um, and they do something else, <laughs> but like you know, it's like a, they got to cut all the loose ends and stuff, and like just make sure everything's nice and tidy. Yeah, and then that comes to bite him in the ass, which is it's just like Goodfellas. Yeah, in Goodfellas, Henry Hill is making the active decision. You know, he says every day, ever since I was young, I always wanted to be a gangster. Whereas yeah. here, I feel like it's almost fate that brings Ernest into this. I feel like he didn't have a, a choice. Well, of course he did, because uh, King Hale. King Hale, not William Hale to him, um, was pushing him around, you know. There isn't any agency in this one while there was agency. Right, he was trying to... Yeah, Henry Hill worked his way into the mob, and then, yeah, he was just kind of... Well, because, like, um, Leo was... or uh, Well, Ernest was... Well, he just got out of World War One at the yes. time? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and he was just a cook not or whatever. Not as a soldier. <laughs> yeah, I know, he was just a cook. Not as a soldier, um, but as a chef. <laughs> How did his stomach burst? What was something, that? I don't. Something. Does the, I didn't know that could ha- like happen. Well, you have some bad food. Like uh, what happened? Like a, it was the it's like that modern modern day equivalent of like an ulcer, maybe, where like they yeah. didn't really know what the hell was going on. They're like, your stomach blew up. I don't know. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> just, pancreas type of deal. Did you know. happen to eat any dynamite recently? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, nutritious. That that didn't really come up in any way. Um, Maybe it's just an explanation of like why he left. Was he yeah. honorably discharged or just discharged? Or Probably honorably. But I don't know what is it. Is it either or, or is there just like a regular one? Nah, if you know, yeah. comment down below and make sure to like and subscribe. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, oh, just one other thing. Like this was a the biggest like historical biopic ever. Two hundred million dollars for this movie. Wow. Yeah, and it was going to be just a streaming movie on Apple. Glad they didn't do that, especially because it's a Scorsese movie. Who does that? Also, and in uh, its it first... Was, I want to say, uh, Dan, I don't know if you could figure this out, but I feel like Irishman was the same budget, too. I, uh, 150, 159. 
Uh, Irishman. Yes. Oh man, I I got a lot to say on that movie. Uh, well, it's good, not, no, but like, no, no, no. <laughs> why would you cast De Niro as a thirty-year-old? Oh my god! Well, like just cast when he's kicking the guy, and he's like, cast as a forty-five-year-old. So I mean, and this, yeah, well, it's more believable here because he, you know he's not doing anything. Phys- he's not beating the shit out well, of he, people. He's kind of just like smacking Leo in the ass with a paddle. That's like the most. We see. Which that, that? Why was that scene in there? I get it. He's a Freemason. They do weird shit. You could have just done anything else. I think Scorsese has been doing too many TikToks with his daughter. And I think he's like, uh, oh, so this is what the kids are into. Let me just write a scene like this. Make it a meme. Make it a meme. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, they will. I mean. Oh man. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So this movie, I believe, as of today, earlier today, recording day, it was like an eighty-five audience on rotten tomatoes and 92 critics so (laughs) i get that too uh i think i'm going to give this movie an 81 it's a really good movie but i don't i don't know if i'm gonna go back to this i just i don't know if i can watch this again (laughs) like like sure i mean i'm sure some movies like you know wolf wall street i can watch that a million times i love that movie it's my favorite scorsese (laughs) Tax driver, I can rewatch. I mean, and then Goodfellas, I'm sure I could rewatch if I ever watch it. Um, it's just as entertaining as Wolf of Wall Street. Exactly. That's what I'm assuming. Like, th- but his last two, Irishman and this one, don't think I'm going to go back to it. But I recognize it's a very good movie and it has a really good story. But mm-hmm. I just don't know if I can sit through it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's like, I think I'm going to give it like an 80. 80 80 because uh definitely could have been cut down uh i definitely think there's some sort of i hate to say this but kind of like amateurish filmmaking that just could have been avoided um in certain parts maybe it was a reshoot day maybe there was just something wrong with the footage and they had to piece it hey the budget was getting too high (laughs) i'm just looking at the result and that's you know uh here and there that you know stuff like that and then um you know there's a little bit like we don't need that scene. Like, why is that scene in there? Uh, the fact that uh, some people are calling this this uh, the savior of cinema, um, I think it's a little too much of a exaggeration. I think Oppenheimer was a little more cinema. Honestly. A little more, yeah. Like, I, I, I definitely love the fact that we're getting an original movie. Yes. Um, well, it's a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's what the original. There's a lot of original parts in yes, this movie. Yes, yes. Um, I like that we're getting that. Uh, Scorsese's obviously come, uh, had a lot of fire thrown at him after uh, his comments about the MCU uh, a few years back. Nowadays, I'd probably agree with him. I back then, I'm like thinking, well, the, no, because we're in the Infinity Saga, they're actually yeah, doing like I, I agree. good payoffs and stuff, but like, what's going on now? I know. Um, but it is nice to see an original movie. Uh, but I, I think this is more of just like a Scorsese movie. It's more about him and uh, more about him even more putting the spotlight on this less talked about issue. It's not necessarily a movie. You know, this could have just easily been a very, very good informative documentary. Yeah. For me, it's the best thing I've seen this year. Um, hands down. It really moved me. And um, I think it's, it's, <laughs> it's just, um, I don't know. I, I, I always get really emotional about Scorsese because uh, mm-hmm. I don't know the way he loves filmmaking and the way he, inspires us to dig into the past i think is really important um i'm giving it a 95 i think okay um and this and this is this is from somebody who's watched the irishman seven times like for me yeah yeah that's fair that <laughs> length is not an right. issue <laughs> i don't know if i'll rewatch it this much just because of how brutal it is and yeah. how just <laughs> depressing the story is honestly but um Exa- that's yep <laughs> it all really happened freaking strong and um, when he goes home empty-handed uh, at the Oscars, I will be not surprised and angry. As oh, uh, just like last year's Oscars with um, the uh, uh, Fablemans. The Fablemans. <laughs> we're yeah. we're going to have to do another Oscars special at some point. Oh, God. If the, the Oscars is going to be Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Killers of Flower Moon. That's what it's going to be this year. <laughs> like, and honestly. Socks. Socks. We actually never we never got to talk about that one because I got COVID. That's the explanation. I got COVID and it was just too too long past. Yeah, like we wanted to do it like two weeks later. And I was like, eh. and then we said, oh, let's do it the week after. Eh. Eh. 
But we want to give a quick rating for socks. Oh, it was surprisingly better than I expected. You saw it, right, Cameron? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. uh, it, what, it's what a, it's of course it's a che- it's a cheesy fucking saw movie, but like they actually kind of thought about cheesy. it. <laughs> they thought it it was well thought out for sure. Yeah. Especially the end. Oh my god, the end was fucking great. <laughs> um, they had like three different twists in the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was good. And I think we were gonna put it on our roundup episode, which we might talk about a little more there. Um, we just don't know if we're gonna be in this. Yeah, at that point, uh, we haven't signed a lease yet, but uh, yes. <laughs> it, it may we may be moving out of this uh, particular studio into a different place. Uh, we might have some downtime. Uh, we we're not exactly sure recently, yet. so yeah, so I guess a little kinda, bumpy ride lately. But yeah, like we're we might do the Marvels, we might not. We're gonna do a roundup for sure. We just don't know when that's gonna be, um, or where that's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we will keep. Well, actually, we won't keep you updated because we don't really use our socials. But you know, you just if you see us, you, you'll you'll find you'll out. see us around. You'll see us around. Um, but yeah, so- socks. What do you give it? Quickly, socks. Um, a good seventy-eight. Halloween. I was gonna say seventy-eight. You dick. You know, above average. Yeah, that's a that's a wrap of Killers Fly Moon. So, um, yeah. Uh, we're seeing it for you. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle right at Seen It Before Cast. Right, 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 right there, there and right, right, right there. There. Seen It Before Cast, S C E N E Before Cast, and on Twitter with the handle SIB underscore pod. I'm Dan. I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Wass, my letterbox at DJ Wass, or my YouTube channel, which is Danny Wass. I thought you're always confused on DJ Wass. What? <laughs> I got like five different names. Cameron, socials, go. Yes. Cam Kircher, Twitter and Letterboxd for all kinds of ramblings. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow me. Cool. Nice. But yes, so we're going to be down for a little while, as we just mentioned. But we'll be back eventually. And uh, yeah, until then, see you next time. Ah!